Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Houston Element Podcast. My name is Missy, and I'm your host. And today I have the wonderful pleasure to sit down with another one of Houston's finest. Texas City's finest. Hey, hey. all the way, G County, all the way to H-Town, man. Specifically, Texas City's finest. Straight up. Fellow Houston rapper and hip-hop artist, Poster Child. It's Post. Thank you so much for joining us today, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Real talk. No, it's it's a wonderful pleasure, man. You know, um, since working in production and as a stagehand, it's really hard to try to go out to shows now because I'm usually working shows. Right. So this is another great way to meet, you know, local artists and talent from Houston. So Absolutely. it's a real pleasure. Oh, no, I, I thank you for having me. I mean, we about to get real, real busy. So you know, I look forward to more opportunities and shit like this. So. That's excellent. Excellent. Good. Wonderful. So how did you start as being a musician, as a rapper? What what all started it? I mean, I can tell you what inspired it. What inspired it was, uh, all right, back in my high school, Tech City High School, um, we had a few people that were clicked up, and they were called Eon. I actually got it tatted twice, you know what I'm saying? I ended up uh, being part of that, but Eon. So um, they were the only people in high school, at my high school, that were recording music. And I always knew I could freestyle. I always knew... Because uh, I played football. You went from guys beating off their uh, thigh pads and out their shoulder pads, and I was in the locker room with a few guys. I always freestyled. So people always knew I was nice. So um, really, I just, uh, I, I I knew these guys. Actually, one of them was my cousin, Ashton Lacey. Uh, and he said this line that made me say, oh, God, I got bars, bro. So he said this line. He said, I don't smoke weed, but I'll smoke me a purple. Because they, if you're from Tech City, you can get it. They used to have these little, you know, creative gangs that they made. They were called the Perps. And the 11s. So he said, I don't smoke weed, but I smoke me a purple. And everybody thought that shit was hard. So I was like, man, let me, hey, who, who do you record with? How can I, you know, how can I get me a session? So that's where that started. Well, that's wonderful, man. That's wonderful. Uh, I like that story, man. Uh, it's really cool to hear people, you know, coming up from, especially from such a young age, you know, like that oh, just yeah. means like it's, it's meant to be. It's a real calling. Oh, yeah. And so what is the name behind your artist name? Okay. Um. So Poster Child, it wasn't a name that I intended. Uh, I normally go by my actual name. It was no alias. It was just Chet B, you know, because my name is Chet Beverly. So it was no, there was no alias. And it was, um, when I named, I had an album that I dropped a year ago to today, I believe. And it was the album that I called Poster Child. And so once I dropped that album, uh, you know, a lot of people, I started doing a lot of shows with it. And I would be up there, hey, you know, y'all make sure y'all get the Poster Child album, Poster Child, this, 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 and this. So I ended up getting a show, and uh, they actually introduced me as, uh, let me get Poster Child to the stage. And I was like, oh, shit, I, I guess that's me. So ever since then, people been calling me Poster, uh, Big Post. You know, I say a lot of my music myself. You can see me saying on my ad-libs and shit. But Poster Child, you know, uh, I get called that a lot. So really, my name was given. That's awesome. I like that. Straight up. I can dig that, man. Heck yeah. And so what does it feel like for you as a rapper, as a musician, to get your music out? Like, to get it out to the public, get it out in a recording? Oh, man, it's one of the most exciting things once you actually have something recorded. And 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 it's, and it's actually good, and you got people that play it. So really, me, a lot of shit, I, I bottle up, I hold it inside, so... When I can get to the studio and lay down the dramas, lay down the shit that really goes on in my mind, uh, it's the most therapeutic thing that that I that I've ever experienced. It's better than sex. 
<laughs> I like up. that. Straight up. I like that. I mean, music is just something that hits the soul. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter where you came from, what part of the world you're in. Mm-hmm. It just, it's universal. It's beautiful. Agreed. I agree with that. So if you can describe your style, how would you describe it? Are you more versatile? Do you, like, I notice you do a lot of freestyle kind of raps, like killer yeah. freestyle raps. Thank you. Thank you. I, I take I take a lot of pride in my freestyle abilities. Um, <clears throat> how would I describe my style? Uh, well, it's definitely not a Houston style. I would start there because a lot of people, you know, when when I when I sneak up on them at the club or whatever, I'm getting ready to promote my shit, network, just promote who I am. Uh, a lot of them will probably expect me to rap a certain way when I say, "Hey, I'm I'm right south of Houston, you know, in Texas City. I'm hey, I be in H Town. This, this, and this. They expect me to rap a certain way, so it's definitely not Houston." Um, I really am influenced by East Coast hip hop. So that's where the stories come. That's where the, uh, you know, my delivery and shit comes from, I believe. But uh, <clears throat> I love all the beats that come out nowadays. I can tell you that. Uh, like I said, I don't really like the trap style, but I love the beats. The, the beats are dope. But I like to do my thing over those type of beats. And, you know, just anybody that got some hot shit. So awesome. I, I would say, I would say I'm, I'm more of a, a lyrical artist. Uh, storyteller. I, I, I fit those lines. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, no, I can tell from your freestyling capability <laughs> that lyrics and vernacular is not an issue for you. No, no, never never was. <laughs> so what was the inspiration behind your first album, Tainted Love? So was there like a different mood between oh, that album shit. and the I'm glad you asked after? that. That's a, that's a great question. Um, So... I fell out of my relationship with my baby's mother and you know, I'm open to talk about that too, but I fell out of that relationship. And, but when I was in it, I was already making music with, you know, my Eon boys, uh, we were making music and shit like that. But when I got with her, you know, there were certain things that I was doing, uh, that made me say, okay, let me ease up on the music. I don't need to be performing and shit like that. Um, you know, for insecurity issues, not me personally, but you know, also I didn't I didn't have a lot of self control then. So really, uh, when me and her were over, you know, I was I was really fucked up about it, and you know the hurt that I did that I gave her, the hurt that she in turn gave me, and just the distrust and like you know I was like man tainted love, and I've had a lot of people that told me hey go ahead step back out here man you you free you can do you can get all your RT style you can talk about the shit you were going through that you didn't want to talk about. So um, that's how I came up with my first album tainted love. And uh, the name was pretty easy. Uh, there's a few songs there that, you know, uh, a lot of people who know me and know what I've been through, uh, they, they can relate to the stories and they actually were there for it too, so. Yeah, no, I can definitely, I could feel that there was a distinct move between that album and then your next al- album, which was Poster Child. Yeah, New Life. Yeah. And so on that second album that you did, Poster Child, you had an album cover that looked like a family that was celebrating like at a party or something. Like, uh, it had that kind of vibe to it. Was that uh, people that you knew, or was it just to set, like, a prelude for the family. album? It's all family. Um, and that was actually my birthday party. I don't want to be uh, correct. I don't want to be incorrect. I do believe that it had to be my uh, third or fourth birthday party. And, you know, everybody was there uh, on that picture. My, my cousin, Brittany. Uh, she's to the right of my sister, Karina. Um my cousin Chevy, she's the one. She's the youngest one. She actually, uh, she actually runs Bambi, the Bambi Effect. It's over there in Texas City, Lamarck area, and that's who's responsible for making my merch. You Wonderful. Know? 
And um, my cousin Dejan, he was right next to me. Uh, my brother Ricky standing up in the back. And on the far right side, my uh, cousin Tyrek. Yeah. That, yeah, that was that was all family right there. Oh, I love that. I yeah. love it when, uh, you know, you guys are already as artists sharing your feelings through your music, through your lyrics, you right. know, and your performance. But it's an extra added personal touch when you do things like that. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. I, I like to keep it in-house, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so some of your other singles that you released after that, uh, Will Smith and Ether. So okay. what was the inspiration behind those singles? And is there a possibly a new album coming out we should be thinking of? Or uh, It's like this. Uh, I talked to a friend of mine, uh, Juan Cortez, and um, people know the, the, the little, the turmoil me and him have online sometimes, you know, memes, jokes, shit like that. But uh, outside of all of that, him like in the bag of my music just to talk shit, besides all that, me and him have these private talks. And he's uh, helped me revise my strategy. So lately, you know, my real strategy is I want to hit these people with single after single after single until I'm demand for an album. People are like, hey, when can I get an album? You know, that's when I'll actually work on that. But right now, I like to just work on singles. But uh, I mean, uh, as far as the songs that were inspired that you just mentioned, um, Will Smith is self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and my boy Kenny Summers, oh, man, oh, my God. He, it's like he already had a fucking verse ready. I called him, like, at, right after this shit happened, I was, I called him, I was like, hey, bro, you know, we got to capitalize on pop culture, blah, blah, blah. You know, you got to, you can't just move blind out here when you put music out. You got to start finding what you can target, what's going to get you there. You can't just say, I'm going to make a bunch of music and uh, that people won't ever hear. So that song was self-explanatory. I pulled up to the studio. I had me a verse written. You know what I'm saying? I did my shit. I dropped my, uh, we dropped it there. And uh, I went ahead and say, hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to put it on TuneCore eventually so it can be on all platforms and, 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 and everybody can have it. But right now, while it's trending, we need it out to, We need it out immediately. So I went ahead and put it on YouTube. And uh, man, shit, that, that song some motherfucking heat. But uh, in, that, in that Ether song, uh, all right, I, I had a partner of mine. That uh, shit, man, some disrespectful shit got said about me, you know. And I got to see what he really thinks about me. And then I guess that's part of this music game. I don't know what it is, if it's jealousy, envy, or what it really is. But uh, this is somebody that I've known for 22 years. All the people back at home, they know exactly who this is. He's an artist himself. Uh, I'm not going to mention nobody's name because, you know, they, they know who it is. But it's self-explanatory in the song. And, and had real love for this, man. And... Uh, once I seen what he really thinks about me, you know, I got to see things for myself. Um, I went to, you know, I, I really just told him, hey, what it was. I just said, hey, you know, you ain't got to worry about Chet B. Post a child no more. You go do your shit. You know, you, you lost you lost the real one, dog, you know. And then he go to post online and shit like that. So, you know how this new age shit is. People love uh, controversy. People love drama. And and people love to, to, to go destroy somebody else's image. So, he get the posting online, and I let the shit go, and the shit got back to me. So once it got back to me, I seen that I was like, man, uh, you know, this is right up my alley. I come from freestyling and 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 a little battle rapping in backyards at parties with people. I come from that. So the moment that I seen things that were said, oh man, I started salivating. I was, I, I touched, I touched that pen to the paper, and it took me an hour and a half. And uh, you know, you know, you know how Nas did Jay Z on the ether. So that's just the same way it was inspired. Same attitude, same mood. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
it it's great that you were able to like you know deliver your feelings out but it's unfortunate that they came from that kind of experience so. it's it's way unfortunate but it just lets me know that hey my eyes should have been open <clears throat> my eyes should have been open a long time ago is all it is but th- it was inevitable it's going to happen eventually uh you know I, I wasn't the one faking it. Don't regret being who you are. Just feel bad that they don't get to appreciate it any longer. Damn. <laughs> Damn. You that know? right there. Okay. You know? Yeah. They're lost, not yours. Absolutely. And so what is important to you when it comes to producing your music? What are some kind of things that you absolutely want to have that you think can bring your vision forward? Um, I need a producer to match my work ethic when it comes to, like, I want to be specific. So um, I appreciate producers' abilities to to already <clears throat> have a listening ear for what they're hearing and how they can enhance certain things. But I like to be hands-on there. I want to be at the session while you mix and master it. I got to be there because I may hear it getting played five, six, seven times. I'll be like, oh, I could have done this better. Or, or hey, uh Let's put a drop right there. You know, I like I like my inclusion on the production side. Um, but I'd like a producer that, hey, just as hard as I'm gonna push this song, you know, if you got you a tag that you wanna put on here to get your name out there more, because you know when I drop it, I'm gonna push it. So uh I just want a producer to to match my hunger. If they do that, you know what I'm saying, we'll 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 sneak up on a million real quick. So you're a firm believer of you're coming to the studio, you need to come prepared, don't come to mess around, don't waste no time. Be yeah. ready to take care of business. Yeah. I mean, if you take five minutes to, <clears throat> you know, shake the producer's hand, let them know, hey, how you going to do it, blah, blah, blah. But, hey, I'm after those five minutes, I'm ready. I'm already, my shit, I came, I come ready. So yeah. I'm ready to step <laughs> in now. Absolutely. And so uh, we know that you've done some collaborations with Kenny Summers. Oh, man. Yeah. So... Uh, how has that experience been for you? When did you guys start collaborating? Like, okay, um, we started collaborating. I'm gonna say in the uh, in the making of Poster Child in the very beginning. He did. A, he actually produced uh, a, a few songs in that album that, uh, himself. So uh, I had this song in my like called Finish Line, and people quit to quit the race before the finish line. Hesitation always got a nigga killing time. And then so when I had that going, I was like, bam, you know, I always knew Kenny was nice, even when I came over there to record my shit, because he recorded some things from Tainted Love. And I've heard his music, so I was like, hey, I can give people an album always full of my shit, or I can, you know, get them some ripe fruit. And But it has to be somebody that can spit. And, man, Kenny has albums and albums. And, I mean, he locks himself in that fucking studio. He has albums and albums and anybody that wants to collab he's ready for it and uh that's the type those are the type of artists that i respect you know not nobody half stepping but but once once we got on and i and then once the track got done he immediately I, and, and he's a uh, he's responsible for me meeting gary botello uh the guy that's been doing my music videos lately so once we heard that song together in the studio he's like hey bro we gotta do a video and then i was like hey i don't who, who are we going to go to? Hey, my man Gary got him. I'm call him right now. He called him right there on speaker. And, uh, yeah, we, we got that set up. And it was, shit, it was a beautiful thing. It, it was it was easy. It wasn't no work. It was easy. That's wonderful. And, I mean, it's 
It really is like a special relationship for your producer and your engineer and the artist to be able to work one together. Right. And when you find those uh, people, they're like family. They're precious. Absolutely. It's, it's not work. It's a... It's not a, it's no bad energy in there. There's no weird environment. So, like, when you find somebody that you click with, producer, other uh, hip-hop artists, you know what I'm saying? Uh, shit, make the most of that shit. You go in there, it ain't no pressure. So, yeah, man. Like, I met Kenny when you did that uh, that finish line. Uh, we, you know what I'm saying? We got a few more things that we plan on doing in the future, but when I met him, it was just, it was butter. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. And so I first heard about you from another fellow artist, Boyle Hype. Yeah, so yeah. you're clearly known amongst plenty of artists here in Houston. So how uh, how has your networking been so far? Do you network with other artists outside of Texas as well, or? Man, that's see, that's the mission. Uh, I actually told myself that uh, in 2022, I wanted to work my way into the midtown, uh, downtown type of crowds, uh, those clubs where you got to pay for parking. You got to pay 20 bucks to get in because that's what people are. That's what the people that are dressing to the T are really going to. Not this local shit. I love the local work because it definitely it gets your feet wet, gets you, makes you hit the ground running. You feel like you can go into these clubs and execute because of what you've done locally. So um, I do want to get out of state because my style is way bigger than Texas. It's way bigger than down south. Uh, no disrespect to it like that. But my style, stylistically, like just listen to my music. It's way bigger than down here. And down here, I don't believe it's going to do it for me, but I believe it can get me discovered. So it's definitely it's definitely a good start. I, I definitely think you are in the right place because, I mean, people like Beyonce, DJ Screw, I mean, Trey the yeah. Truth, Zero, a lot of people came out of here, you know. So right. you're definitely in the right place. And I mean, and I think, you know, listening to your albums, I think definitely... Yeah, you don't have to worry. It's just a matter of time, man. <laughs> Absolutely. And so now that live music has returned, mm -hmm. so are we talking about doing any kind of shows coming up soon? Um. All right, well, the next thing on my menu for me personally, outside of music, is to go ahead and get these wisdom teeth yanked out. <laughs> as soon as I get them shits yanked out, um, stitched up and healed and all that, I'm looking to, shit, the summer's coming. I'm ready for things to come in flying, so... Uh, every night I'm going out, I'm seeking to, to network, to find the next big event, to find new promoters, uh, and, and get in touch with other artists that got things going on like myself. So, um, right now I don't have anything on the menu, but continuing to make some more music, but I know the summer's coming, but I want to hit the summer, right? I want to, summertime, I want to take advantage of getting out of state and going other places. And, uh, you know, Austin's a really big place, uh, even though it's in-house, but but yeah, um, I'm looking to take advantage of of show after show. I wanna I wanna go ahead and hit an outside venue, you know, uh, you know, well a tank top, you know, it's some kind of summertime shit. I'm looking forward to things like that during the summer for sure. Excellent, excellent, and that's always so exciting to hear. And so I've seen that on YouTube. Also, you know, you've been doing a couple music videos that haven't been released on any of your albums, like no. Juan Brown. Kwame Brown, yeah, Kwame yes. Brown. Okay. Yeah, that one's just floating out there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with it uh, when it when it comes forth to uh, putting some promotion behind it, because that's that's what it that's what it takes nowadays. That's the mm -hmm. recipe, you know what I'm saying? That's the real recipe. But uh, I, you know, again, I tried to attack pop culture as soon as he had this show. Uh, uh, I think it's called the Bus Life. But as soon as he had this show, I was like, bam, you know, fuck, how can I get him? 
to hear this song, it be on his show, and and it could be a good intro for his show because he just brings it in. You know, he sits in front of his phone, and and, and I don't know how he does it now. I haven't really watched lately, but how he would bring his show in, he would just be sitting there for a couple minutes because he knows that he can't, uh, that he shouldn't cuss the first two minutes. I don't know what that's about, but some kind of YouTube legality or whatever. But um, yeah, so I was like, man, I, I followed as many Instagram of pages of his that I can find. I was flooding the inbox with Kwame Brown, uh, just the just the soundtrack, and then I ended up uh, uh, just the track, and then I ended up putting a music video to it. I kept trying to send it to everybody. I was like, everybody tag Kwame uh, underscore low on, on on IG, so eventually he'll have a reason to go check this. So um, you know, I just tried to target the right thing to get his notoriety, but. Uh, like I say, I, I still got some work to do, so. But, you know, you're coming uh, a pretty good ways. I mean, you got two full albums out, you got plenty mm -hmm. of singles out, right. and you got a real good following so far on YouTube and other platforms, so thank really you. you're doing the right thing. Thank you, thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so what kind of ne next big plans do you have coming up for your music career? Um, That's a really good question. <laughs> uh, well, big plans. Uh, I need to meet the right people. I need to meet people just as serious as I am about taking things to that next level, taking things to that level to where, you know, the financial compensation is what we want to be. So, you know, actually getting linked with some guys like some managers or or finding people, finding some promoters that will be on my side every time they get something big, they throw it to me, uh, things like that. Actually headlining shows. Mm -hmm. um, Looking for to to get to get bigger features to get features with people that already have a leg up in the game, things like that. Uh, those are that's where I think that's exactly what I have planned next. I just got to go about getting in the right places to get in touch with these people. And yeah, some people I don't know how they do it. Like some people just like uh, I won't name names, but some bands replace members just left and right and think like it's whatever. Right. But you really have to have a relationship with these people if you're going to be working, you know, in that kind of business. And I have some people in mind. I mean, the people that I grew with, I got some of them in mind because they they're coming back around, and uh, and not coming back around. They some of them some of them stayed working. They they took other avenues. Um, I got somebody that's behind the camera side, and and man, he does all types of different things. Uh, he doesn't just do music; he does weddings, all kinds of different stuff, and he's honed his craft. Um, hell, my boy Nico, he's he's the one that that, that started this Eon shit, and uh, he um, he uh, he definitely is trying to pop back outside with it and be around, and he definitely is um, trying to get on the design side. I just did a show Saturday. With my boy County Gang Fresh, you know he he came from Eon with us, Jazz Dupree. Uh, damn, you know, and the energy that I felt on that stage, that might man, that might have been my best performance that I believe I've ever had. Like straight up, feeding off of him. Hell, I got paid after that. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was a uh, it was my first time I got paid for a show, but uh, I got some people in mind that I'm thinking about uh, just test running some things to see uh, what we can make of it. And see if they're gonna actually stick around for it because I'm ready for shit to get crazy. I'm ready for it to get for real. I I understand. I, I I understand. I'm on a similar journey myself with, you know, production crew wise, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. And you know, it's really important to have people, like you said, around you that are just as serious as you are. Because if you're both serious, then you're not gonna be distracted easily. You're going to get everything done and see to the end. And it's gonna be miraculous. Oh yes. It, it and 
like I say, if you have that connection built with them too, it's not really even work. You know, it's y'all having fun and creating something, <laughs> creating a piece together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, there's something about, you know, when I was working as a stagehand, you know, I was just looking forward to hearing this road crew bicker between each other yeah. and yelling and things like that was part of the ambiance. Like, I looked forward to that, even though it sounds ridiculous. Oh, no. I mean, that's that's what some of me and my friends do now, like especially some of the artists that I collab with. You know, we get in there and, and you know. Uh, my boy Jazzy, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You, you want a bunch of yes men around you. I, mean, I don't be looking for no yes man. Yeah, everybody ain't got to do it my way. Challenge my ideas. Do that, you know. So, that, you know, with the rah-rah stuff, that's going to happen. But that's going to happen when you got people that are, you know, uh, I'm not going to say egotistical, but you get, when you got people that, that know what they can do, too. So oh, yeah. You're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to have that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you're both arguing about how to give it a better performance— you right. know that's the kind of person you want to keep around. Right, right, right. <laughs> they got your best interest in the end of the day. They just want perfection. Exactly. And rightfully so. Right, right. Well, thank you so very much for joining us today. Man, I thank you for having me. This was my first time on a podcast, so I appreciate this opportunity, man. I mean, I guess somebody's watching. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I hope you guys are watching because, I mean— uh, this is the way to meet people, to meet local artists. If you can't make it to shows all the time because of whatever, this is another way to meet about local artists and find out about them. And his music is now streaming on Apple Music and on YouTube, so be sure to go ahead and check it out. Spotify, Amazon, Tidal. Hey, about to be on TikTok, Facebook Reels, whatever you want, it's going to be there. You heard it from the man himself, so don't forget to follow him and check out his latest album, Poster Child, and his latest singles that are coming out. And thank you guys so much for listening this week. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hello. Peace.